Hey everyone, this is Ali Amagasu coming to you live with the latest episode of Cloud Unfiltered. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever it is, wherever you are. It's actually just about evening where I am. And we're excited because this week we've got uh, a terrific guest from Cisco. He is the Director of Product Management for Multi-Cloud Solutions, and his name is Lax Sakulkali. Lax, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time here. Sure. And I've also got our regular co-host, Val Benincosa. Hey, Val. Hey, Ali. Hey, Lax. Good to have you with us. Thank you. Hey, how are you? Thanks for joining, Val. Um, so, Lax, let's jump right into it. Um, you know, Cisco, uh, well, actually, no, before we get to the multi-cloud uh, questions I have for you, um, let's talk a little bit about how you got into tech. We're always curious. Um, we've heard some really interesting stories about how folks got into this world that we live in. How did you come about it? Yeah, it's probably another interesting twist in the different stories you heard. So my story is something like this. Um, I'm a middle child with a family of doctors around me. Uh, anything that broke at home, at home, they thought it's my fault because I am the only one in engineering. So I started in engineering that way. Imagine the pressure growing up, like uh, a bulb goes off, whatever. Hey, Lax, go fix it. You're <laughs> So, yeah, so I grew up that way. Uh, I got into technology from the standpoint that I had to, um, I wanted to make a difference. I want I to kind of learn and use it to, to, uh, to benefit us, to have a better, better, better living with the technology, better usage of technology. That's how I got into it. And uh, my first uh, interaction with technology was creating a product. And that's why I kind of always remained as an um, engineer, but product guy at heart. So. Have you always been at Cisco? No, so I've been at Cisco for the um, last uh, three and a half years. Um, but uh, um, I've been a Silicon Valley guy for the last uh, 27 years. Um, did you know, a few startups and a uh, few big companies, uh, but predominantly in the enterprise software world. So I've been, I, I would say I've been kind of touched with the enterprise world uh, and the, even the SPs to that matter for quite some time. And it's been a, a, a joyful ride so far in the city. So, sounds like a high, uh, you know, high pressure environment from the very beginning with your family saying, Lax, you got to fix this. You got to fix this. Just you not stop so, deadlines and people telling you to <laughs> having, having to deliver all the time. <laughs> well, when, when, the, when the parents stop, guess what? The customers start and they tell you, okay, this product needs to do this, Lax. And, we thought this is the value, or hey, you're missing this. Uh, no, it's been it's been great. So uh, I got to prove myself every time, and maybe that's the joy you get. Like, hey, I got a chance to prove myself again. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today and for sharing that. Um, so, so the reason you were interesting to us um, and why we wanted to talk to you is Cisco's had a lot of cloud uh, announcements coming out lately. Yep. And and I think our customers and our audience would probably like to get a better understanding of what this all means, how it all fits together. And I think one of the big announcements in the last couple months has been the uh, multi-cloud portfolio. Yep. And I'm hoping that you can explain to me what was the need, what was the driver for the multi-cloud portfolio? Why do we yeah. have it, and what is it? What's in it? Yeah. What What the heck is a multi-cloud portfolio? <laughs> well, so so let's start like one word at a time. What's multi-cloud, right? So. People kind of get that uh, sometimes ahead or uh, wrapped up around that and get confused. So, so multi-cloud is really, as it would say, multiple clouds. And 
Um, so right, like Amazon, Google, your own on-prem, yeah, all that. Stuff, right, exactly. Okay. And uh, many times, multi-cloud um, involves at least one public cloud. You know, and then you may have your private cloud, you may have some other partner clouds, whatnot. But um, the whole um, context behind the multi-cloud portfolio, and let me kind of speak to that a little bit. Um, if you look at the enterprises um, from, let's say, I don't know, 15 years back, and I remember my first interaction with VMware Stuff Workstation. They had that product a long, long time ago. Um, well, the, the whole enterprises, they grew and they took the journey of uh, adding efficiencies in data centers, um, scaling the data centers, uh, agility. These are not these are new buzzwords for some, but quite frankly, that has been the kind of the metric and the measure of how they want to drive the the IT in enterprise. But um, if you look at the that same journey forward to where we are now, uh, there has been a lot of um, challenges IT faced, um, you know, enterprise IT faced particularly, uh, and SPs from that angle as well. And and some of the challenges were okay, how do I make things faster? Um, a line of business is coming to me that hey give me give me this environment and uh, the, the only timeline I can give for my team is going to take 18 months but that's not acceptable to the LOBs and guess what started after that shadow IT right the whole enterprise IT um, was completely out of the loop the line of business developers they went ahead and and the public cloud came to life with uh, uh, Amazon like folks and then Azure and, and Google and um, the developers went and created their apps, and IT wasn't part of it. Well, if you look at the time today, the enterprises around the world, are, especially the IT department, they are realizing uh, very clearly that they got to scale, they got to be agile, they got to be dynamic in terms of leveraging the technology to really give better business outcome. And I'm not saying it for saying of it, but they had to prove it. So they basically have chosen many of the enterprise IT to adopt cloud, public cloud, which means it could be um, um, infrastructure as a service, it could be platform as a service, or it could be SaaS applications as well, but adopt that as part of the IT and not get stuck with the only way to do that is I want something on that. So they have already on that path in the last, I would say about a year or so, a lot of uh, customers are coming up with terminologies like, okay, I'm a cloud-first customer. I go to the public cloud first and figure out, and then I figure out if I do need something on that. It's all cool. It's an evolution of IT. And, but what, is, what, what this has done to the IT, though, in enterprises, they have, enterprises have faced multiple different clouds. So they got SaaS subscription. They got AWS account. Some, some developers or some, some other IT folks, um, they got maybe GCP account. Um, but all these multiple clouds and the complexities that it is bringing to the to the bear is unbelievably you know uh, straightforward on their face. So IT cannot deal with it. And we looked at this. Uh, we started this from Cisco, right? That okay, if IT wants to bring in public cloud in, and it's not just one cloud, there are multiple clouds. You got to have connectivity from your secure private data. Uh, private network, you got to accept that to them. You got to have some, uh, ways to protect this assets. You got to have ways to consume this way. That's exactly why we got into the multi-cloud. The Cisco, by far, is probably um, one of the few enablers for multi-cloud adoption. 
it's a true enabler who can understand your connectivity needs, uh, protection, security needs, your consumption needs in this multiple clouds coming together in addition to what you got in your IT on time. So you guys were looking out there and you didn't see anybody else who was kind of filling this gap and saying, you know what, we can bring all these things together. You know, there are, you know, as I said, the shadow IT thing in the past where uh, the LOBs went ahead and they got uh, their choice of cloud and IT was thrown into it. Hey, you know, we're using this. Can you help me here? If you want to be relevant, help me here. Well, they came up with fragmented solutions when, because every problem was thought in a silo way and um, the fragmented solutions came to the bear. So there are multiple solutions out there for specific problems in multi-cloud, but um, there's no um, one vendor or a cohesive solution that can put uh, an, um, solutions for each of the problem areas, not just one particular problem. Right. So the, yeah, and, and you know what happened with the fragmented solution approach? Actually, things got even more complex. Uh, I think Yeah, that's what happened. And that's how Cisco felt, well, we, first of all, we can add some structure to this. And we have taken the strategy for, uh, for Cisco to really help these customers who are entering into adopting multi-cloud. So, Lax, uh, what is the portfolio, and who is it that you normally talk to? Uh, let me just caveat that with uh, one example. Some of the enterprise customers that I'm, I'm familiar with, they would have a platforms team, mm -hmm. and the platforms team might be in charge, or the, the division might be in charge of maintaining the relationship with public clouds. Uh, you know, have there might be some guy who's like the expert AWS team, and all the different lines of businesses will go through them to get their own like AWS accounts or things like that. So, um, how do you how do you want to approach those guys, and what is it that you say to them that makes it? I mean, you you've given us the intro part, but what is the value that Cisco provides to them? Right. So let me let me answer. That's a lot of that's a lot of I'm questions. No, I know, but you know, hey, you're spot on, right? And well, I mean, these are the right questions, and I hope customers benefit from this. Um, so first of all, let me answer the uh, first, the second question first, and that has a few other questions we had around it. Like, who do, who do you talk to? I mean, who are the who are the people who are driving it? Um, so so, and then I'll talk about the portfolio and the details of it. Right, yeah. that's the part I was worrying about. Is, is what's the portfolio? Right, it suggests it's more than one product. I'd love to know what products are in the portfolio and are they grouped? Um, and why are they grouped? If yeah. They are grouped? So yeah, we, let, let's take that on. So so uh, multi cloud portfolio uh, is based on the solution areas that we found out that the customer need the most help on. For example, um, the portfolio has components um, called Cloud Connect, Cloud Protect and cloud consume, and we also have cloud advisory. And all these these four pillars, it's the pillars of the same house, they're all relevant to get your adoption house going from on the cloud. Hmm. And Cloud Connect has um, a portfolio of products we got uh, to extend your private networks to the public cloud. Now that could be from your data center, that could be from your branch or campus. And then we have uh, for Cloud Protect, we have security um, portfolio that is ad addressing the need of uh, protecting the users, protecting uh, the users um, for, from the malware, um, like malware protection uh, from the endpoints, as well as for the mobile devices. Because you know these days everybody uses mobile devices. 
Um, so automating that part, so users, their devices, and also the application data, um, so SaaS application. So if somebody subscribes to that, you got to secure the, the data that comes out of it, make sure uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, expansion of SaaS usage in enterprises today, but uh, they realize soon that, hey, what about the data that comes out of it? Can I protect it? So there's that. And then um, the, the applications, especially the new ones or even the old ones that you're trying to uh, migrate to the public cloud, you got to protect those applications too. Now, you can use the uh, inherent capability that the public cloud provider provides, but a lot of times these applications are under compliance. You've got to have security envelopes around it. You got to protect, protect at the VPC level, um, so you got to you got to have that custom workload. So we have that as part of the cloud. And cloud consume, the third one that I talked about, is all about hey, you know what? We got the multi-cloud environment, and we want to deploy applications to that. Well, um, I mean, we're going to not only deploy once, we're going to have updates to the applications. Let's say custom applications, business apps that run the business. I need to uh, update that time to time. Maybe I have an agile way of updating it or what have you, but I need to track the change that I do because I'm under compliance. Whenever I change that app running on AWS, let's say, um, I also need governance because uh, since I'm using this multi-cloud environment, particularly public cloud coming in, I want to make sure that I set up some rules for which part of the public cloud I want to use when. The governance is key for a lot of the IT departments. And then um, the, the, the other part also is when you go to the public cloud for running your app, See, the public cloud um, providers, especially the, um, uh, the infrastructure as a service providers, they don't come with the application performance tools. They have uh, inherently. They do have that on marketplace, but you still, as a customer, you got to do your own and set it up. Hmm. Now, that help they do need because, see, it doesn't matter where the application runs, you're still under SLAs. So you got to have that. So cloud consume helps you on uh, multi-cloud management for lifecycle and governance. And it also gives you the application performance management. And then the last pillar, which is the key pillar, even though it's last, is cloud advisory. A lot of these IT departments who are now taking on bringing public cloud in into the IT, they are struggling to figure out, hey, which of the apps I want to run on the public cloud? They need application dependency mapping. They want to understand. Because you know the authors of that app, the, the developers, some of them are not even there anymore. They were uh, outsourced developers. They're no longer there. There's no uh, information documenting dependency of the application. So they got to first figure out if applications are suitable that I move to public cloud with low risk and, and then go on figuring out, okay, how, how I'm going to extend my network for that app if I need some protection, if I need some lifecycle management. So advice is needed every step of the work activity, protection and consumption. And that's what the advisory pillar is. So just to sum it up, multi-cloud portfolio has Cloud Connect, Cloud Protect, Cloud Consume, and Cloud Advisory. Does that give you a good idea? Absolutely. I, I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a nice way of putting all the different blocks. Now, you didn't name any of the, the specific products, but I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, as you're describing some of it, I'm like, okay, so maybe that's App Dynamics that he's talking about. Maybe that's Cisco Umbrella that he's talking about. Or Tetration. Or Tetration. I mean. Yeah. See, there you go. I mean, we know. So I'll put it very simple for you in, in like a one minute. Uh, Cloud Connect, you got uh, CSRV. Uh, you got v uh, Viptela V-Edge with Umbrella built in. 
that's your connectivity from branches and DC to the public cloud, extending that. In Cloud Protect, you got Umbrella, you got Amfran Point, you got uh, Meraki Systems Manager for the mobile devices, uh, either iOS or, or Android. And then you got CloudLock for SaaS application data, and you got Tetration Cloud for custom workloads on the public uh, IaaS providers, right? And then Cloud Consume, you got Cloud Center for multi-cloud management, lifecycle governance, and then you got App Dynamics for your application performance management. And Cloud Advisory, you got a two-week workshop with a customer to go through evaluating the application and overall cloud strategy so that they do the right thing and don't do the wrong step in the in the spirit of mandates coming down from CIO. So. And when you buy something from that portfolio, does that mean, so say I'm interested in the protect element, am I signing up for everything in the portfolio or is it more customized? Good good question. So it is it, the, the flexibility we provide in multi-cloud portfolio is amazing. So for example, um, in let's say you are looking for SaaS subscription, that's your first, as IT, you want to kind of move there and kind of control, you know, the protection of data of that. So you can simply go for Cloud Protect and get Cloud Lock in there. Now you don't have to uh, forcefully buy everything, but quite frankly, when you are looking at a multi-cloud strategy these days, all these pieces come to the bear, but you can always phase that in. Maybe you have budget constraints or phases that you go through as a customer. Absolutely, you can, you can, you can uh, plan that out. And advisory is a great uh, step that you can take first and work that out, figure out what you need, and then go for it. Okay, that's great. I'm sorry, Val, I totally derailed last no, down no, one of your questions. No. We asked a bunch of other great questions. So if you want to return to those or restate yeah, those. Yeah, no, I, no I, I got the question. <laughs> I apologize well, so. for. No, no, no. That, what you asked me is the, is the first question Val asked. But let me ask the second question. So who do we talk to? I mean, all these customers have it. different, um, you know, they have these platform folks and whatnot. So if you look at, it's a good question, by the way, because see, that's also evolving in customers and, and the customers can tell us even more. But Evolution is interesting. So when the shadow IT was there, and even that could be gone as well, but the platform folks came to play where they said, hey, LBs, let us help you negotiate a better contract. Come on. We can do a much better job for you. We can add value. There's a relevancy of IT towards LOBs. And also, and they, they were right. They could do a definitely better job. Then came governance, and then came other aspects that they, they could do it. Now, what's happening interestingly with these enterprises is um, they, the, the silos are kind of breaking down in a way for, for the right things. And the reason for that is IT is now embracing public cloud as part of their technology pillar in addition to other stuff they have on-prem. What does that mean? Well, what, has, what that means is when the IT decided that, okay, I want to go to public cloud, not just be the broker to the LOBs, but I want to also use it for the apps that I run in IT and that I'm, I'm managing it. Guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to figure out this project and, and the CIOs are funding this left and right. Um, there is this team that is getting developed. So enterprise architect that has direct uh, connection to the CIO's offices, sometimes they're called cloud architect, sometimes the platform architect evolve into that and right. that's fine. And uh, so they become the, for the, the guys we talk to uh, in terms of, hey, if you have a multi-cloud project, uh, you're going cloud first, you got a CIO you know, funding for the multi-cloud, 
uh, we can help you. Let's start with advice. Let's figure out what you need, and we'll get there. This is not about, hey, we're pushing uh, another hardware box down your throat. That's not it. So Cisco is truly uh, showing the value as the key enabler for the multi-cloud adoption no, enterprise architecture. Cisco's position is we're going to try to help you to consume these things more responsibly with a huge focus yeah. on security and connectivity, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, if you look at it, connectivity, security is a pillar. We have like a few different pillars here, right? So network, security, analytics, and management. These are the key pillars that we go with. And advisory is, is kind of on overall on top of it. So those were the technology strengths that we always had, and we are going even more on the multi-cloud management and more to come on that. But the key thing is uh, you give a solution um, to the customer, to the areas that they have pains, and give consistent solutions. Don't make it fragmented, which has been the case so long. So that was a, that was a great answer as far as who, you know, you go to and who, who might be interested in this. I know we only announced the product not terribly long ago, but are we starting yep. to see traction with any certain segment? Like you had mentioned cloud first customer, and I thought that was interesting. I'd never heard anybody uh, use the term cloud first before. I'd certainly heard born in the cloud, you know, cloud native. I hadn't heard cloud first, but I like that term. And uh, so is there a specific type of customer or industry where this is showing early signs of gaining traction? You know, and truly, Jamie, it's across the board. Um, yeah. You know, traditionally, if you look at the new technologies, uh, you typically see some early adopter industry segments like FSI, financial segment. We've seen that uh, quite a bit. Sometimes um, sometimes we see, um, you know, um, some other like high-tech industry mm -hmm. segment where they would adopt this technology-based uh, newer ways of solving and uh, the, the problems, the business problem, and giving better business outcome. But in this one, I've got to tell you, the multi-cloud is becoming across the industry. Uh, there are some laggards, don't get me wrong. So for example, uh, there's some aspects of healthcare, not everybody in healthcare like that, but uh, there are some aspects of healthcare, they're still, um, they're still in the legacy way of thinking. Uh, they still have compliances that don't go away. So there's a lot of uh, uh, rules that they have to follow. So I get that, but even federal guys, I mean, that industry, the public sector, they are actually also showing a lot of interest. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, the reason for that is, look, they all want innovation. They all want better business outcome. They want, all want agility. Uh, the competition is so fierce in different industries, and technology is an enabler for them to differentiate. You've got to adopt the multi-cloud. There's no other way of doing it. Um, there are a lot of values each of the cloud providers will give you. And what Cisco has taken the, the stage on is, look, we want to enable you, customer. We will put structure around these solution problems and give you the solution that works for you. That's the opportunity for us from Cisco. That's the opportunity for across the industry to really get onto this innovation and agility track that they always want to get on. How do, you, how do you see it going in the future? Uh, you know, as more people adopt this hybrid cloud and, uh, you know, it used to be shadow IT was just these line of business. And now, as you were saying, it seems they've, they've consolidated into the, the bigger enterprise to help them negotiate contracts with the cloud providers and stuff. So, I mean, where, where do we go from here? I mean, what's the... Well, so, so a couple of things, right? So um, I think um, there, there's definitely, the, these are the beginning times. So how the multiple cloud 
um, you know, uh, services, if you will, is going to help the customers, enterprises in different industries to get that better business outcome. They are going through the era of resolving complexity. They will go through an era, some of them are already there, the era of uh, scaling what they use better. Then they will go through the whole, and may, this may be a parallel track of creating the business applications, leveraging this technology from the beginning. Let's not wait for that. Let's. So the cloud native stuff started from LOBs. That's a great uh, foot forward already. Uh, usage of containers, absolutely spot on. Uh, but see, there are so many legacy applications that run on virtualized environments that require um, a database to be run on, um, uh, you know, bare metal, you know, server in their in their corner of that rack in the and they can take that database data out to the uh, public cloud because of compliance reasons and whatnot. Even though there's so much strong security offered by each of the cloud providers, the complexity of networking does not go away because of the sheer nature of some of the enterprise services will always remain on-prem, at least that's how we see it now. But going fast forwarding, there is a dream that some of the cloud-first customers have is that I have no IT on prem. Right. Everything I do runs in the cloud. I focus on my business. I give the most agile, most um, a rapid platform for creating new business app when I need it. I don't have the delay of 18 months anymore. That's the dream they have. They're not fully there yet. I think a lot of lot of reasons that are behind it, but let me say. That's the dream that everybody has, but hey, look, it runs on the cloud. Well, somebody has to make it all connect. Somebody has to protect it. Somebody has to offer the lifecycle governance aspect of what goes on it to run on that environment. Those problems are spot on still, and they will continue to grow, and we will get better to learn those pains to produce better solutions. That's interesting because we work with, you know, I feel like Cisco works with a bunch of companies that are very technically savvy and are advanced and they are cloud first thinkers. But I wonder about companies who feel like they're getting left behind. I, I know there have to be CIOs out there who feel like, oh my God, I am so, I'm getting my butt kicked by this cloud thing and it seems like so much to undertake. Where do we even begin? What do you feel like the percentages are? Like how many customers do you feel like you run into that are all the way there, part of the way there, and how many are just way behind? Because we have so, to be ahead, right? We're designing the solutions. Yeah, we have to be ahead. Totally. But how far back well, are the customers? So I'll give you numbers. This is from uh, our IDC thing. But um, but if I were to even take the number of the customers I talk to and number of EBCs I do, mm -hmm. the briefing, a customer briefing when they come to San Jose here, um, I've got to tell you, the IDC number, is, it's, it's gone to uh, you know, 94% of 94%, the customers. Right? of the customers in the survey we found out they have plans or already have multiple cloud strategy in their IT. So the the awareness of using the multi-cloud, it's here, guys. It's here. There are laggards. So there's it's not hundred percent. Some some of the sales guys told me that some of the folks who argued, Matt, it has to be hundred percent because I run into every customer and they got a cloud project going on. They want to be cloud first. They want to adopt multiple clouds. Mm. Yes, not everybody wants only public cloud. They want to 
they want to have a hybrid cloud, they want to have a, a private cloud as well. So look, I mean, the, 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 every enterprise out there, or even some of the medium-sized businesses out there, or smaller as well, they all want to reap the benefit from this cloud services, whether they run the apps on it or they subscribe to it, they really want to focus on their business because the business competition in every industry is absolutely fierce. So um, that's that's really driving this, uh, to be to be frank with you. I think that's really positive that 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 many that high of a number, ninety four percent, have plans. Yeah. Um, and are embracing this. And I think that kind of aligns with what you said earlier about, you know, it went from shadow IT. And as someone who's been in the, in the cloud space for a while myself, you know, that's what we were driving it before. You're saying, hey, your, your developers are, are running your IT system without you. You're not getting to participate. They're doing it. And then they became brokers of IT. And now taking a leadership position where instead of just being a broker, they're going to the public cloud, to the public cloud, you know, vendors and saying, look, we want this. We want to be in control of this. We want to set this up in a, in a logical, efficient way. And, and that's exactly. exciting. Exactly. You know, the, the, one of the phenomenon that happened, and this is an interesting one, I'm sure some of the listeners would uh, nod on this. Because of the shadow IT, it not only gave uh, a more visibility of what cloud can do and can help with, uh, with some of the successes they have seen. I know that IT didn't have control, I get it. But because of that, two things happened. Either the CIOs kind of said, you know what, um, well, let's learn and, and get not just up for the controlling it, but let's step ahead and be mm -hmm. ahead of the game and help the LOBs. The others, they got fired and new CIOs showed up and they came with that skill set that look, we can leverage public cloud into our IT mix and take our company to the next level and give the LOBs what they're looking for and so that IT is relevant all over again. That's basically the mantra. That makes sense. Hey, there's a, I don't want to hog up the questions, Val, if there's something you're wanting to ask, but um, for me, kind of the big unmentioned thing so far is the Google announcement, the Cisco Google announcement. How does multi-cloud weave into all that? Um, I, you know, I, it's confusing for me right now, and I work at Cisco. I can only imagine it's confusing for those outside. Yeah, so so, so I'll talk about. So there, there's a there's a lot there's blogs out there for this announcement. Those who are technically tickled, they can go through that a little bit. There's a nice uh, uh, blog by Google guy, and 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 also there's there's an announcement and blog by by Cisco. But the key crux of this is, I mean, I'll just net it out for you guys is. So Google and Cisco, they bring best of both worlds, if you look at it. Um, first of all, why this partnership even makes sense? Well, firstly, with the multi-cloud context, it absolutely makes sense. Google um, really wants Cisco to help on network security, uh, helping bridge to the private cloud that we kind of have uh, and delivered and keep delivering with the enterprises, um, Google absolutely want to leverage that. Now, network security is not just for on-prem, but they want that help all the way to the public cloud platform they have called GCP, Google Cloud Platform. And they, they see that Cisco can bring that best to that world of multi-cloud. And they themselves, guess what? They're so developer-friendly. They're, they're bringing in uh, pass services, they're bringing in a lot of cloud services. They acquired this company called Apigi, which gives um, a developer a way to tap into 
that legacy enterprise into that cloud native app that they are running. Uh, Google is all about cloud native apps. I mean, the, these guys they they are ahead of the game in terms of the vision, uh, the kind of things they are trying to preach with Kubernetes, um, running it at a higher scale. I mean, if anybody knows hyperscale data center, Google absolutely does. Totally. And yeah, and that's the, that's they're bringing that to the bear. They're also um, working with us. They see that look. Um, if Cisco can help with their um, strength in networking, security, analytics for applications and management for multi-cloud, we can bring in cloud services, developer um, kind of a network. We can bring in um, um, scale, hyperscale platform for IaaS, PaaS, and bring this whole thing together as a hybrid solution or a solution that is, these days people talk about serverless, but this is really an environment that the IT doesn't have to think through that is, is my application going to scale? Do I have enough horsepower? With this solution together, you can focus on your business apps, deploy it on the containers, you can get into a cloud native app, deploy it on container, and then everything is scaled and your business grows, your app needs more power, absolutely you can use it without having to do an IT project. So Google sees that, right? So that's basically why they're partnering with Cisco. And um, this, this solution is geared towards um, cloud first, as well as the, the guys who are starting with a hybrid approach. They want to keep something on prem, and they want, to, they want to say, you know what, I want to scale the app, and then maybe some apps will live there in the public GCP, some will use both, some will stay on-prem, but I always have this fantastic channel between the on-prem power that Cisco has to the GCP hyperscale, and this stuff together just works. That's the value of the partnership. Awesome, that's very helpful to understand that. Um, now, what I wonder is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this this partnership is meant to, you know, produce things long term? But right now, I don't think there's anything specifically for sale from the partnership, right? Like you can you can actually go and engage with Cisco right now and, and you know purchase multi cloud solutions. You can you can you know, purchase those pillars or elements of those pillars, but absolutely, there's nothing for sale from the Google partnership yet, right? Right, that's true. I mean, that's that's coming up uh, next calendar year, so definitely. Um, I would, these projects, they take time when you sure. plan it. So work, I would say, hey, enterprise customer, work with Cisco to figure out what your strategy looks like. And um, this is not the only option we have, but this is definitely has a tighter partnership with Google. Uh, expect something similar across the board, but uh, Cisco is going to be um, true enabler to enable you to either have GCP um, on-prem, have uh, AWS and SaaS applications, and you name it. The multi-cloud portfolio is here today. So if those who are already using some public cloud and they got this um, different fragmented solution, complexity, they want to figure that out, and IT is now going after a public cloud as a, as a first-class citizen in IT, and they want to start figuring this out, which apps to go there, multi-cloud portfolio is here today. So start start leveraging that. When it comes down to Google partnership, plan that. If you're looking for, hey, you know what, I'm gonna develop my apps on GCP and I want this uh, scalable hybrid environment, uh, you can get started on it from the private point of view. 
So you can get the private cloud stuff from us with the Hyperflex and others. And then you can always add this to it when it comes out. So um, the tighter integration um, between the GCP and the technologies like uh, Istio, for example, which sits in the middle, and, and others, will really take this um, to the next level. And we hope uh, customers see it that way. But plan for it. So it's coming next year in terms of availability, but um, it's, uh, we are in the game now. That's great. So Val, I'm hearing all this and it sounds great to me. Are there holes you would punch in this technically? Is there a reason you think this doesn't work? Um, you know, it sounds great to me. If I'm a customer who's struggling with cloud, I go, yes, these guys, they built the network. They are working with Google, which is all I get asked about right now. When I want to talk about a cloud solution, <laughs> all they want to talk about is Google. Right. Cool. So, which is why I almost felt like we need to get out the word saying, there's nothing to buy yet. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, I guess that, bring, I'm, I know that we're short on time here, but um, okay. I mean, lacks one question. Why would we announce a partnership with Google when we don't deliver anything right now? Like, well, so, so, so two things, right? I mean, good way to put it, but it's not, so think about this way, right? It's a solution. So the, many of the solution components, they exist today. Right. Think about it, right? So if you look at the, the Google partnership that right, we're doing in Cisco, so we got private cloud solutions. So take a look at Hyperflex, for example. We got a private cloud um, infrastructure that has connectivity with Cloud Consume, for example. So multi-cloud portfolio is leveraged today to, for you to create a hybrid cloud, if you will. You could do that today. Um, what we're doing with the Google announcement is we're taking that further with a much better tighter integration. But you can start Start your game. If you're looking for GCP, you can, you can start that today with the private cloud aspect that does connect with uh, public clouds out there. So it's not like this is the first time we're integrating with GCP. With our cloud management platform, we support that today. So, so for example, you could run Cisco Hyperflex, and then you could put Cisco Cloud Center on it, and then you could deploy applications to Google Absolutely. Cloud Platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. something that's already there today. This announcement doesn't uh, affect that today, but in the future, it may make something more tighter integrated or a tighter solution, it. and that's... It, it will basically open up more services that Google has to help you further, but if you're starting that today, you want to be um, uh, kind of early in the game, um, you have, uh, you know, full-baked solutions for that hybrid aspects from the cloud point of view, get that, and you can always get that started, you are using GCP, so you are familiar with that, so that's cool. Uh, none of that goes away. It's just that we are, uh, the partnership really takes the integration with the um, public cloud providers like GCP to the next notch, to bring in the services, bring in more aspects, leveraging uh, this multi-cloud broker in the central, things like that. So it's evolution. Right. But Today, we have multi-cloud solutions you can use, and multi-cloud portfolio is a great um, example of, hey, you can buy, you can use this today, you can plan this today, you want to go for Google, this partnership really gives you confidence and protection in your investment, because we are not only integrating as a technology partner, but we are doing special partnership there with these guys to make sure you get the business outcomes that you want for the future apps, not just apps today, but you have that that relief that hey look Cisco is behind this for a longer haul. 
So it sounds like we're going to have to have you back when there's more things that are announced <laughs> as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, got to figure out like what's 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 what else has been going on. So Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. We're we're just about running out of time, but but I do thank you for coming on today, Lax, and uh, sharing this insight. I know I needed it. I, I apologize to the audience if it sounded too pitchy. I try not to sell Cisco on this <laughs> podcast, but I really wanted to, people to understand um, what the difference is between the, the various things we're announcing, what's available now, and what isn't, what it all means for the future. And I think you did an excellent job of that, Lax. So so thank, thank you. you. Um, are there any events we should know about that you will be at uh, or a re representative of your team talking about multi-cloud for folks who in the world, uh, in our tech world, who may be attending events? Yeah, so I, I typically attend the, 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 the usual events, uh, if you will, um, the Cisco Live that's uh, coming up in Barcelona, so I'll be there. Um, if there are other events, I do get pulled into doing um, um, kind of a keynote type thing or session on multi-cloud. So I always, uh, but uh, yeah, I would say Cisco Live would be if you're looking, if you're a Cisco customer and or you want to be and you want to come to Cisco Live, especially in that side of the world, uh, definitely uh, come and talk to me. Um, I'm pretty open. Same thing with Cisco Live here in Americas and in other parts of the world, and then other industry events like Gartner and others. So I do attend that, but I would say my next. Uh, Next thing is end of uh, January, uh, Cisco Live Barcelona. Excellent. Very cool. Excellent. Well, thanks again, both you guys. I appreciate you being on today, and uh, I look forward to talking again in the future, Lex. Sounds yeah. good. Thanks, Lex. Right. Great to meet you. Same here. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye.